Hello and welcome to Tax Savers University. Welcome back to the new segment that we're doing. If you missed last week, we're starting a new segment where uh, we bring on Andy Mendez, our brand director, and uh, discuss a segment we call Marketing Mondays. So Andy, uh, as as I mentioned last week, is the guy who films, edits, schedules out all the content that we do across all of our social channels. And so wanted to bring him on and we'll, we just kind of have a conversation about what we're doing this week, what's working, what's not. And uh, it's not tax savings, but it is tangible business value. And hopefully you enjoyed last week's. If you haven't listened to it already, go back and watch it. Uh, but without further ado, welcome, Andy. Yeah. Excited to have round Continue two. Continue the session. Monday. Yeah, I think we had a, a lot of good stuff last week, kind of to recap. We uh, talked about some Instagram shout outs and then just kind of our scheduling out work and then the podcast and how that evolved. And so what do we got going on this week? Yeah, uh, this week we got a... Uh, well, hold on. Before we get into marketing this week, today we actually moved into a new office. That's right. So that's that's pretty big stuff going on this week. Uh, we're officially, we've been in kind of a temporary spot. And so I think you know, adding a second office location, we'll have to break that down in a future podcast. But we're, we're coming at you live from our new podcast studio. So yeah. that, that's, that's one thing that's going on this week. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, mixing I'm, with everything else that we have going on. Um, did you want to mention that at all? Or not yet. So, so we have some exciting things coming, everybody. Uh, but we'll stay tuned on that as far as making a formal announcement. But cool. uh, yeah, so uh, as far as marketing goes, what what have we done? What have we scheduled? I guess it's what. Yeah, so so it's, mar- it's Monday when you're hearing this, but we're recording this on a th- on a Thursday. So uh, we're kind of towards the end of the week, looking out. Yeah. So the main focus this week is uh, the style guide that we've been kind of looking over as far as your brand and mm-hmm. measure results brand. So as far as content, it's keeping everything within those uh, colors and those fonts. So now now that we've had like, what's that, 11 months now of content yeah. and pushing stuff out, now really, you know, making it look nice and put together and have it be consistent. Yeah. So when people see those colors, see those fonts, they think of measure results, think about Tyler McBride. Right. Uh, so so kind of like when focus. you... Uh, actually, I, I had a class on marketing in college, I remember, and they went through and they had like 30 different brands and they showed like the O from Oreo. They yeah. showed the W in Wendy's. It, it wasn't, and then the like the B in Burger King. Uh, I must be hungry because it's all <laughs> restaurants that I'm coming up with. T and the Tide, like the Tide I, all these different things that you see and your your brain instantly knows it's that brand because you've they've identified like target symbol right so, yeah exactly so a st- explain a little more what a style guide is for like a for a brand like is it yeah. kind of like like a brand bible so to speak yeah it basically you hit it like on the nose mm-hmm. of the hammer um, it's something that you refer to when you make any piece of content anything that markets your business your personal brand on Instagram whatever it might be mm-hmm. you see if it matches up to that to that guide okay. and it basically gives you guidelines to everything that you make outside of that it still allows room for creativity but mm-hmm. it gives you basically parameters to follow with everything that you make uh-huh. so that you stay on brand and everything uh, matches 
So I, I've got a question around that because, like you said, we're about 10, 11 months in on, you know, I was doing it kind of just random snapping on my phone for a year or two before, and then you've been on and we've been pumping out regular consistent content the last 10 and 11 months. We're just now kind of doing this this brand style guide. So last week we talked a lot about, hey, just hit record, just get some stuff going out yeah. there. In your opinion, at what point should someone look at having more of a brand style guide? Is it better to do it sooner? Is the sooner the better? Or is it kind of get your feet wet, play with some things, test some things, and then once you get momentum and then you know it works so that you're not changing this style, is it better to do it once you're a little more established or you think out the gate, figure it out? I think it's when you're more established. Um, Like we mentioned last week, so many people don't even start. So starting, Mm -hmm. getting the content going, um, communicating your message, mm-hmm. and then it's that next thing that we take to go to the next level. Right. So once like, you see like what pops, what yeah, works, what exactly. doesn't, uh, because but I, I I would say that probably some of those more analytical people that are listening would feel like they've got to get this this brand bible, this style guide done before they do any. Like it's it's like you got to have all of this stuff done before you start. But yeah. it's key, you know, the key to the key is, yeah, just you don't want to lock it in until you figure out what works because what if you have a, a pink and orange nightmare as your brand style guide? Yeah. And that's not going to work at all. Exactly. You might get it, but you test it out for a few months and it gets hammered. You don't go anywhere. Okay, maybe that doesn't work. Let's test it. Yeah, and you're not making it your identity right out of the gate and mm-hmm. then have to announce again that you're changing your brand. Right. So if you start you know, saying pink's our color, you realize that was a poor decision. Yeah. And now you have to announce to your followers, oh, we're changing yeah. it again. Now, if you're a flamingo much. farm, pink might be a good color, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, if you're, no, if you're a, you know, if you're a men's club, well, it depends. Pink, pink is a football what, team. Yeah, there we go. Football team, maybe not Hockey so much. Team or something. Pink, yeah, uh, very cool. I had a question, but uh, yeah, skating. Yeah. Anyways, um, what's been? Um, this is actually something I'm curious about as well, mm-hmm. from somebody that's running the business, and also you know taking the time out to you know make the podcast, mm-hmm. do video. What's been like the biggest challenge, on your end? From a you know business owner, yeah, I, content for the internet. That that's a good question. I think it's um, it it's the balance of running the business and taking the time out to make the content because uh, it's something we've talked about when we were figuring out looking at maybe taking this out and offering it to to others. Uh, you know, you hinted at the McBroom Media. Um, is you know what's what's the time commitment um, um, for for the owners, but also if you just post once a week, it ain't going anywhere. And so uh, I think when we first started out, it was, okay, let's do full day vlogs twice a week. And so you were following me around with the camera and that was cool. And if I was doing nothing but making content, I think that would be awesome. But uh, then once we kind of worked our cadence and our schedule, where we set aside an hour a week to do this plus film 10 videos that are two, three minutes, and then you're doing the editing and the scheduling and leveraging it out. Uh, it's it helps the company get consistent content out there. But I'm not necessarily setting aside time every day to do that. Now with Instagram Stories, I'm popping up doing stories and and you know we're mixing in some of that professional content on the stories now, which has been really cool. Getting some good feedback on that. But 
you still have to have kind of that interaction, that face-to-face where it's clear that I'm at the gym sharing that I'm at the gym or I'm in the office sharing the new office or sharing that we got this new station. So uh, sometimes that's even the content that does better. I know mm -hmm. uh, when you went to the concert with Erica – uh, you posted the polls and yeah. were super popular yeah. like a lot of people engage with that yeah. and I think it like humanizes you as a brand as well yeah so so if, if you're not following me on Instagram go follow me at Tyler McBroom uh, I've done a couple of these it's pretty fun and try to keep doing them but so my wife Erica and I try to do regular date nights and uh, a couple times we like, a few weeks back we got the chance to have a whole afternoon and evening down in Sacramento and so we were looking at going to a bunch of different spots and we let Instagram uh, poll us so we basically said okay we're we're here in downtown Sacramento we're thinking about going to this tiki bar or thinking about going to this rooftop pool and then they voted and then whoever voted in the first 15 minutes we went to the winner there and so that created a lot of good engagement people you know like Andy just said it humanizes your brand so whatever you can do to to uh, intermix the professional stuff with kind of the raw stuff but yeah as far as kind of getting back to the 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 challenge as a business owner it's that time commitment because uh, and that's that's what happened before before we hired you when I was putting it out there I had a little bit of a following you know we said a few hundred followers when we started last week but um, it's because I would get this wild hair and get excited and inspired and post every day for like a week and then I'd post once a week for a few weeks and then I'd forget and then I'd be out of the habit of it. Yeah. And then three weeks go by, and then I'd post again, and then I'd get fired up, and I'd post every day for four days. Uh, so doing it consistently is tough. Uh, so that's where having you know having someone that's responsible for it is yeah. huge. And like you said, if, if that was the only thing you did was like be a blogger or be mm-hmm. a blogger, mm-hmm. it's different because that's, that's then, the job. Then running a soon-to-be 16-person organization. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of organizations bigger than that out there, but you know we started 2017 with four, and now we're going to be at 2016 next month, or tw- at 16, and it's August of 2018 right now. So that's pretty cool, going from four people to 16 people. But that takes some. That's that's a whole different set of learning curve and yeah. managing a growing business. So it's been it's been interesting and definitely helpful having the scheduling and and the uh, kind of the back end stuff leveraged out by having you own that. And then also it's accountability, right? Yeah. You've got a job to do. You're exactly. here, a full-time member of our team. If I don't sit down and make content with you, we're just throwing money away. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So, so having that consistency in creating the content is helped by the accountability of you scheduling these times and saying, Hey, get that, Get that post done on Hootsuite. Then I I get distracted because someone comes and asks me a question and I forget. And then we reschedule it to three hours later. Yeah. But like you said, if uh, we didn't have the the team behind it, it just like probably get like thrown in the back burner. Mm -hmm. Maybe get uploaded like the following week. Um, Yeah. And I know you're you're talking about how we're growing as a firm Mm -hmm. and, you know, tying that back into the style guide and um, really defining branding, marketing, and sales for Mm -hmm. our firm is like another focus for marketing this next week is to really, uh, like I said, the style guide for your brand for measure results as well Mm -hmm. and for other projects. um, 
so that we can start going to at the next level when it comes to marketing mm -hmm. and who people, what people think of when they see measure results. Yeah, and and you, and I think like you were mentioning all the big brands in the world, they have mm -hmm. that logo, that main mm -hmm. thing. Um, again, kind of like the base being, we start putting out content, we're rolling, mm -hmm. doing everything like going and learning, adjusting, learning and, and adjusting, and then now really start building a foundation to, you know, build that, you know, our department five years from now mm -hmm. and really grow it. And I think where that starts with like, all right, where's the, where can we make everything look consistent? Mm -hmm. Where can we give a face to measure results mm -hmm. to, you know, Tyler McBroom? Yeah. And well, it's way, all about you know? like, so build, when you're building a business, you've got to build, you've got to build your business around good systems. Otherwise, as you scale, it's going to scale chaos. And so yeah. now you're building the, basically the internal measure results, Tyler McBroom, personal brand, whatever, um, marketing system so that you know as we grow the the team out and there's say a a creative an intern doing creative or a, t a entry level staff doing creative they can look to that and have a system of what the creative should look like yeah so exactly. cool uh something that you and i were talking about yesterday uh because this month has been an absolutely killer month for for new business development uh we were analyzing separate business lesson Look at where your new num where your business is coming from and what your your uh, profitable items are, so you know where to focus your your energies and your efforts. So we were looking at so we had break down the numbers. We've signed up I think it was like twelve or thirteen different clients, uh, adding ten percent of our total annual revenue as new an additional new business just this month alone and uh in the month of august and so that's been an absolutely explosive month and so we were looking at where that came from and about 15 20 percent of it was social media another quarter of it or 15 20 percent was current clients another 10 to 20 percent was other marketing activities we do like giving speeches to real estate offices network groups that i'm a part of and then the other part was referrals, getting referrals from clients. And um, one thing I had remarked to Andy that I wanted to make sure we covered today was uh, the impact social media has on referrals. So you get a new client and you do a good job for them, then hopefully you get a, get a referral. Um, but then if a few months go by, maybe you only deal with them once a year, they don't think of you again, especially with taxes. They don't think of you again until April 10th, and it's five days until the deadline, or unless they're really procrastinators and they think of you on October 10th. Uh, but if you know, we inc incorporating a system in our onboarding where we make sure they're following all of our social channels, we're hitting them every. They see us every day, and so they're top of mind. So that when they're out having beers on a Friday night with one of their other business owner friends, and they're they're lamenting that they paid too much to Uncle Sam. Well, now we're top of mind and we're there. Um, so it's, you know, it's really be, just being growth minded and putting yourself out there is not just getting direct. You know, we get direct messages, people saying, hey, can I get a consultation? And then it turns into business, which is awesome. Uh, but the, the sort of unmeasurable uh, result of that is that we get more referrals too because we're way more top of mind you know we're top of mind a lot more often and so that's that's been a cool evolution to see yeah 
100% agree. And like you were saying, all it takes is them, like on a Friday night, grabbing beer, grabbing food, hanging out with another business owner buddy, mm-hmm. and they just see your story. You're not even really talking taxes. They're not right. talking taxes. They, oh, who's that? Yeah. Like, oh, that's my accountant. Mm-hmm. And then that conversation gets started. Yeah. And like you said, the, well, then it's easy for them to share a post and a DM to their other to their friend who they follow yeah, exactly. on Instagram, and then all of a sudden they're following you, and now they might. Who knows what their network is? You know, we had <clears throat> a new client that we just got that uh, turns out he he runs a business, but he's got a bunch of sub businesses owners beneath him, and he wants to introduce us to to all of them, and so it just you know works its way down the chain, and it it's all interlinked, and so social media impacts referrals, referrals then can grow your social media. Uh, but just being, and then also just being growth mindset, you know, where in our culture, it's normal that we get five to 10 new clients a month. It's just accepted. That's what we're doing. We're growing. It's, and, and so the, the team comes to expect it. So that growth mindset's huge too. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that came up last, or actually this week, sorry, the end of the week, um, was somebody talking about how they have a bunch of regulations in their in their field? Oh yeah, as, um, like financial services. Yeah, and and working yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think those specific fields do have those regulations, but then there's also other people that maybe put those on themselves mm-hmm. as far as what they can and can't post. They self-regulate. Yeah, because they don't want to be like, on the camera. Yeah, they make or, those excuses. The you know what what's professional, what, what's not uh-huh. kind of thing. And I think those, uh, for people out there kind of like looking to start marketing through social media to not overthink it in that sense mm-hmm. and then to not disrespect the platform. So that even now to this day, people are still talking about, uh, you know, the, let's see, when you get a, a card in the mail every week, like a weekly. The, the card in the mail? Yeah. Direct mail? Direct mail. Direct okay. Mail. Uh-huh. So, uh, falling into the stereotype you can of millennial. Tell, you can tell which uh, <laughs> area of marketing we do and don't focus on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or even just, I mean, banner ads. When's the last time you actually clicked on a link mm-hmm. on, on a banner Even ad? The, the right, so they, I, I read a study, I think a year or so ago, that said uh, millennials, speaking of millennials, don't even see the right side of the screen uh, because... They're so used to Google ads being on the right side and Facebook ads, all the ads are yeah. right there on the right on side the of the right. screen. So they literally just focus on the left 80% of the screen. Yeah. So they don't even see those things. Exactly. So it's, it's all about marketing that doesn't look and feel like marketing. Yeah. But I think and that, that's been um, something on, on mind as kind of putting the content up and, and being in, in this space is that posting to Instagram and, you know, the podcast and things like that mm-hmm. doesn't at first really necessarily feel like marketing. Yeah. It, well, cause you're just giving value. Yeah. You're just educating. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And but, that's the best kind these days. Yeah. And when we first started this, we weren't looking to sell things right away. Mm-hmm. It was more so, you know, bringing taxes yeah. to the masses mm-hmm. and a lot of the mindsets that I've been seeing from business owners that have been that are very successful in their field but new to you know the new style of quote unquote new style of marketing is they're looking for the prospects and the leads right away mm-hmm. like oh if I post once I'm expecting 12,000 a business yeah yes. exactly and it just doesn't work that way and as far as 
a common mistake that I've seen and I'm sure you've seen mm -hmm. as well with like universities and different organizations, anytime they post to Facebook or Instagram, they're linking out to their website. Yeah. It's not a, oh, I hope you're having a great Friday. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's yeah. this piece of information. It's, have you seen our blog post? Yeah. And that's the uh -huh. only thing they post. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. obviously uh -huh. there's no value in that no yeah. matter how many times you post. Yeah, social media can be magic, but you forget that the, the magician went to school for many, many years. Quote card. <laughs> <laughs> It's a long-term game, so yeah. you know it's it's not all of a sudden, um, you know, just like you said. It's oh, like like Gary Gary V says, jab 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 right hook. Exactly. And then the right hook isn't hey let's sign up for my business. It's hey can you follow me on this other platform? Exactly. And and for even if you're directing somebody to your website. If we were trying to update all our, you know, clients and you know potential prospects on the website with pieces of information and trying to take them from Facebook and Instagram to see the information on the website, mm -hmm. what we're doing as a firm is just communicating that information on the native. social platforms. Yeah, there's no reason to send them out to the website if you can just communicate that on the platform. So, from a um, technical side of things, on that with keeping it na native, mm -hmm. what are some tips that you can give to people that you know, maybe aren't super design oriented where they where they know Photoshop or they know Premiere, uh, all that. What what are some just good basic things for keeping it native on yeah. different platforms? Uh, the good thing about living twenty eighteen is that a majority of influencers actually build their content on just apps, mm -hmm. um, and that's become more popular as the younger generations are kind of getting older. Um, so go to YouTube and type in. The first influencer that comes to mind has a big following, mm -hmm. and just say how to create Instagram posts like so and so. Okay. And you'll be surprised how many videos come up. They'll mm -hmm. show you exactly how to what okay. app to download, yeah. how, how to make it look that way. Um, if you don't want to go through that process, just go through influencers that are in your field, and just go scroll through their feed, see what they're posting, and how they're going about it, and then how they're designing their captions, mm -hmm. and then you just type up what you want to say mm -hmm. and then just exact go to YouTube or Google and and how to caption how to design caption with dash in the middle and mm -hmm. post it on Instagram and okay. there'll be a bunch of things that yeah. come up and you so kind of it's it's developing an eye for noticing the little differences on each platform so like what the style looks like on Instagram versus what the style looks like on Facebook yeah exactly like that, right? and I mean, if you go to Facebook, you have some accounts that aren't doing it right, and they're posting a bunch of hashtags on there, mm -hmm. and that's they, because they, they think directly that, through from Instagram or yeah, something like that. Or they think that since it's working on Instagram, that's what you're supposed to do on Facebook. Yeah. But then again, just go to and go to Nike's Facebook mm -hmm. and just see see what they're posting. Yeah. Are they you know putting emojis? Are they not putting emojis? Mm -hmm. And just literally just type your message and make it look exactly like that. Yeah and just roll from there and then you know if maybe the next week they're posting emojis mm -hmm. just kind of question like why are they posting an emoji yeah uh, and yeah. then try posting it yeah posting i remember it. when a few months back when i wasn't really taking twitter seriously at all so whenever i was posting like direct from my phone on instagram and i just slide the little button and say post to twitter and you said tyler <laughs> yeah, are, you, right. are you sharing this directly to twitter <laughs> yeah don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, that yeah. looks like crap. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why they still have that uh, 
that feature on the platforms because it just like do- doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, I mean, it does make it easy. It, it'll say, uh, "There's plenty of people who get excited there, about you know? it." Yeah. Like, oh, I can post this this, this Instagram post or this tweet, mm-hmm. and it'll go across all my platforms. It's but easy, <laughs> easy, easy, done. But again, it, it just kind of it, it's looking at what what your feed looks like when you're scrolling through, mm-hmm. and how can I make my message look look like that? Yeah. And emulate the people that are winning on there, and guarantee everybody that has big followings and is actually like winning on those platforms they're saying the same message but they're creating it specifically for those platforms yeah mm-hmm. and making it look like you said native well and scheduling it at different times so that it's like because if you post on instagram and it always goes straight through to twitter and always goes to facebook why do i need to follow you on all those three channels yeah exactly. i'm getting the exact same content everywhere exactly so, so you'd want to just stick so i mean if you do at the same time Again, just stick to the one platform. Um, yeah. But again, you'd just be surprised if you're, if you're trying to make stuff look native. Uh-huh. It's just like Google or YouTube. and Just a little bit of effort. Tutorials. Yeah. Just a just little bit of effort. How do I make it look like this? And then if they do require Photoshop or Adobe, you just, again, how do I make it look like this without Photoshop? Yeah. And there'll be a bunch of tutorials, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of run by like high school and college kids and you just follow, they'll take you step by step. Mm-hmm. All right, download this app, I'll take a photo of this, mm-hmm. I'll put this filter, adjust it like this, just mm-hmm. like that, and then upload it. Yeah, and, and then, it's gonna take a little longer the first time or two. Yeah. But then you'll get used to it. And then they'll want a whole new look from you, and yeah. you know, months later once you get that down, but yeah. And with uh, the new trend of tweets being an Instagram post, yeah. a lot of it just super easy. Tweet, screenshot, crop it, crop it, and Boom. post it up there. Yeah. So I just, again, just kind of look at because that trend wasn't around. I think even like a year ago, as mm-hmm. far as like the Twitter box. Yeah. Um, so back then you wouldn't post do that. that. But yeah. If you see it kind of popping up uh-huh. and reoccurring, then like, oh hey, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Super exactly. easy. Cool. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Yeah. I think we're I think pretty close to out of time. So. Sweet. Awesome. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that. Went on a few tangents and some good stuff there. I think it was a lot of a lot of good nuggets in there. And uh, yeah, if you're not following me on Instagram at Tyler McBroom, check out uh, Andy. What's your Instagram yeah. handle? I forgot. Change it a lot. <laughs> I know at Andy P Mendez. That's what it is now. Yeah. So might change in like two yeah. months. Uh, and uh, go check us on Instagram or at Tyler McBroom CPA at Twitter. Uh, And, of course, you hear this on the podcast, so you know we have that. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in.